Welcome to the Utah Podcopalians. Now, we're a podcast that handles the unusual state of Utah, the Diocese of Utah, and our unusual church, the Episcopal Church of Utah. I'm Craig Worth of the Diocese, and we're going to today talk about a subject that is fascinating. Anyone who's been an Episcopalian has probably come across the initials EFM. And they're written kind of in a fancy writing when you see it on a certificate or something. And you probably wondered, what does that stand for? Okay, I'm going to solve that right now. It's education for ministry. And that's indeed what we're going to talk about, education for ministry. And some opportunities for all of us who are looking to gain an understanding of the Bible in a whole different way. An understanding of our theology, our liturgy and most importantly, to do it in a community. Well, we have a whole lot of guests today, and that's four is a whole lot of, if you <laughs> want to know what that number means. Um, and we're going to talk about personal stories. We're going to talk about being mentors. We're going to talk about what it is to go through the program. It's a four-year program. If you take all of the four courses, and it starts uh, neatly with a Hebrew Bible and moves through history on a timeline and also on an intellectual timeline. Well, with all that in mind, I'm just going to talk to um, our four guests that we have and just, and, and you know, rather informal introductions. If you just introduce yourselves, we'll start with Bonnie and just uh, talk about why you are part of the EFM uh, program. You're a mentor, what that means, and just what you've gained out of it. So rather than me take all of your time to talk, I'm going to say, Bonnie, uh, introduce yourself, please. And welcome, welcome to the Utah Podcopalians. Thank you for having us. Um, my name is Bonnie Taylor, and I attend the Church of the Good Shepherd in Ogden, Utah. In 2010, I retired, and I had wanted to study the Bible more thoroughly. So my initial reason for going was to be educated. I wanted more education. And what I found was a wonderful community and a place where you can go and in a safe space and discuss uh, what you've learned through the courses, but also um, theological reflection where we've learned to take issues and, and really go through them in a lovingly godly way um i i've stayed with efm i've threatened to leave because <laughs> i'm getting older but i i keep staying because of the community and i really think the education is really good uh, i still want more <laughs> still want more well we do have the diocesan coordinator melody who will probably tell us what we need to do to the rest of us can get more. And also, I know um, many people have been faithful to Bible study. Many people have been faithful to some of the other programs that have tried to perhaps lead to ordination, the Tuttle School, um, for example. And But this is very unique. 
It's also an old program that was established by the University of the South in, in a very organized way. I mean, this is not, let's just, what is our topic for this week? But let's start right out on a diocesan level. If you want to get involved, if you've listened to what Bonnie just said, and, and it, it sounds like a way that we can, in a safe way, learn so much. Um, tell me a little bit about the program, how we get involved, and then we're going to still go to John and Steve. So we're going to hear a lot of interesting personal stories, but let's have the business side of it now. How do we get involved okay. and why should we? Oh, it's a great program. Um, you can get involved by getting a hold of any of these mentors or even talking to your priest, and I'm sure that they can direct you to the mentors. Um, to register is simple, and about July is when we start with registration. And uh, I hate to get into the money side of it because I hate the money side of it, but it's about three hundred and it is three hundred and twenty-five dollars, and then you pay for your books, and we go from the whole school year, so from September to early June. So usually we start around Labor Day, just the week after Labor Day typically, and go until the first week of June. It's 36 weeks. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. <laughs> um, what do you mean we go for 36 weeks? How do you meet? What what happens? Uh, give me an idea of what an EFM meeting is like. Uh, you can leave out the refreshments or whatever, but what, <laughs> tell me about the... What what happens and how often and where do you meet and all that? So we are unique in that we also have an online group as well as meeting at different parishes. Uh, so in my group, I have a person from Colorado hmm. who meets with us and I live in Santa Quinn. And so in my time of EFM, I had really searched for EFM. I'd heard about it and I wanted to join and uh, I looked for a group and there wasn't a group except Clare North Utah. You know, it was in St. James Midvale. So I made that trek for the year and then there was West Valley. I went there for my second year. My third year, I got tired of driving through the rush hour traffic and I made my own group and we met at St. Mary's Parish. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and I found that we could hold EFM online, and my world shifted, and that's where I've been ever since is online because it's such a better commute. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, a typical meeting, we start with opening worship, and then we do a check-in. And we'll all do check-ins differently probably. In my group, we just, how was your week? My group has been small, so we can talk a little bit more. And just that check-in builds a cohesive community. I have been so impressed by how much of a group, um, even online, we get to know each other. We get to care each other. We feel safe with each other. We have group norms. Um, it's through the, the Kaleidoscope Center. And uh, we go by the respect. Uh, I don't want to call it rules, but anyway, we... We can live in ambiguity where there is no right or wrong. We're not here to debate right mm. or wrong. You know, we can state how we view things. You know, what did you get out of your readings? 
And um, even though we we're talking about the two things that you don't talk about in polite society, right? Pol- politics and and religion, <laughs> we can do it in such a way that it's it's a safe space, and we respect each other's views, and we love each other, and it's that's, an amazing program. And I've never seen that before, you know. Uh, um, yeah, that does sound interesting because you begin to think about we we joke about episcopalians uh and our inability to talk about religion you know i mean we we practice it we believe it we're grateful for the the beauty of the church but uh even among in a coffee hour can you imagine bringing up uh, what did you think of the gospel today and, and it would be like oh, i think i better go get some rolls here and <laughs> you know i think i i think yeah. my car is running i mean because we're we're afraid of that and and yet um we for outgoing people we tend to be shy maybe i'm one like that too and uh, I know I'm going to leave uh, Santa Quinn and go up again to north, uh, up to Ogden and talk to Steve about that. Um, I know that sometimes it's a topic we really don't want to talk about or we're afraid to. What has it done to open up your life in talking about religion? Um, I know we, we've when I've seen you, we've talked about everything but religion. We've talked about the um, uh, the wonderful um, live streams and things that you do at Good Shepherd and all that. But uh, what happens when Episcopalians actually open up and talk about religion in a, an environment as EFM? Steve, what do you think? I I think you have such a great mix of people that come to the Episcopal Church. Um, in our EFM, I am the only cradle Episcopalian that has been at the Good Shepherd for 63 years. I know hmm. I, I'm younger in my story, but I, I am that old. Um, <laughs> and so one of the, the blessings, we have a lot of people who've come to the Episcopal Church for many different reasons. We have people who've come from the LDS church, we have people come from the Baptist background, people from the Catholic background. And because of that, in our EFM class, we have such a rich variety of conversations mm-hmm. of where people come from and what what they bring. And for me, as a, as a co-mentor, um, I am blessed by seeing things from a different perspective I never saw. It's almost as if, I know this would be hard for everybody who's listening to this, that I'm siloed in in Ogden, Utah as an Episcopalian. And I see it from this way. And after talking to people, I find that there is so much more I don't know. Wow, that's interesting. That uh, and, and you really bring up a point because I think so many of us in our individual communities um, largely because we, again, we aren't a faith tradition that you go out and talk a lot. And certainly uh, we're probably in many cases, the only Episcopalian, you know, for a block or two or so like that. And and this does open that up. Um, that's a really interesting point because it does build 
what I think so many times if we go to a group, I know when people went to Rooted in Jesus or people go to general convention or something and they go, wow, there were all these Episcopalians and how wonderful it was to talk. And maybe um, you offer that that community. That's really interesting. Um, John, you're uh, we're, we're kind of going geographically around the state. You're a little bit now. We're coming back towards uh, the south here, not too far from Ogden now. But what yeah. what you we've heard the word mentor, and um, what is a mentor? And I, I gather that's not an all-encompassing authority that somebody comes to you and says, tell me what did uh, John really mean or what did Mark really mean? But it's somebody that is in many ways is facilitating or helping or what does a mentor do or explain this uh, concept? Well, I do facilitate our, our meeting on Thursday evening. So I'm at St. Peter's, mentor for St. Peter's. And a large part of what I consider my job to be mm -hmm. as a mentor is to throw little twists and curves to uh, in order that the members of the group can think outside of the box, theologically speaking. Uh, and um, I was very fortunate that my mentor was Phil Kensington. And my goodness, that man could certainly throw out questions that would make you think. Hmm. So uh, I make sure we have a schedule. I make sure we stay on task on our readings. And I make sure that I keep the peace during the discussions. <laughs> we have uh, people from all sorts of uh, walks in life at St. Peter's. And I very much enjoy the teaching aspect of it also, because there's always going to be a question thrown my way. And I feel like part of my role as a mentor is to say, okay, how do we look this up? How do we pursue this? How do we search this particular topic? And that, that to me is what being a mentor is all about. I see. That's, again, uh, fascinating. Uh, it really sounds amazing. I, I have not been to an EFM uh, group. And... I found in studying some things that you're talking about subjects that I think anybody of any faith tradition finds interesting, the history, the ethics, the liturgies, and sort of how we we got there. Um, the word community, you've all brought up a, a sense of community and how, you know, when we're together on a Sunday, we're in a community, but what happens when it's a community of lay people and it's a community that is um, uh, not out in the public? I mean, you're, a, you know, certainly we're, but you're kind of a, a private group. I don't know who would like to answer that on the beauty. Okay, Steve Bonner from Ogden, from Good Shepherd, uh, will, will tell us why. The word community, and I, I think that's important. Steve? Well, as we've all been speaking, I think safety is mm -hmm. really important in life. And I and I think that in a typical coffee hour, which is um, 
I think we are the church of the holy coffee. So I, <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that. But I believe in coffee hour, some of us still keep things close to our chest. We don't talk about politics at coffee hour. That's right. We don't do that kind of stuff. We socialize, but it's still somewhat a little bit. It's we're going down a couple more layers, I think. And so in our group, we are, it's a safe place to bring up anything and have any conversation. And there's an old saying that we hear in other realms, but it's also true with EM, what happens in EFM stays in EFM. And we hold that very, very close to our group that there is safety here. There is a time that you can talk. There is when, when we say that all are welcome here at the Episcopal Church, that is very true with EFM. All are welcome and all questions and conversations are welcome, even though sometimes I have to bite my tongue and go, oh, no, we're going here again. But <laughs> and, and, and you can see for these other mentors, the same thing. But it is, I would say, that is the conversation that people want to speak about things and there's not really a forum that we have right now that i know other than efm you know that provides that space okay bonnie i i'd like to mention one thing we're talking about um it for the episcopalians but efm is actually open to all religions uh when i was training or first going through we had catholics and lutherans and uh Mm. lds so you get a broad frame. But I think the way we develop culture is at the very beginning of EFM, we do what is called a spiritual autobiography. And each person has time to share um, their j- spiritual journey. And it seems like when you open up yourself to that, you become a community. You know on a more personal basis than what you could do in coffee hour. Um, well, that that's interesting, and it also brings up uh, for me. Uh, Steve mentioned that for sixty three years he's been an Episcopalian. Uh, I'm the oldest person on this uh, podcast. I'm aware. Uh, I can tell that, <laughs> <laughs> but I could tell you that um, I've been an Episcopalian for seventy one years. Uh, and a cradle Episcopalian, yeah. No, I spent my first 20 years elsewhere. No, I, I am a cradle Episcopalian. And um, I sometimes uh, it brings up a point that there are many of us in our church, I mean, that we're not cradle Episcopalians, many, most. And mm-hmm. some are maybe one, two years away from either no religion or faith tradition or one that is very different. Um, We know our demographics that we have been very welcoming to a number of uh, faith traditions that people previously uh, belonged to. And at EFM, how do we balance that? Because why um, uh, I've heard the same gospels, the same three-year cycle many times now and and there's somebody who is just new and is saying, oh, I can't, I can't compete. I can't compete with Bonnie or Melody or, <laughs> or Steve because they've been around years. I'm going to gather that you're going to say nuts to that, that you want to hear and that you welcome 
and that it helps you as a 63-year-old or member of the Episcopal Church, it helps you to understand that, to hear somebody that perhaps comes from a different faith or not a faith at all. Is that true? We have one woman in our group who um, has come from the LDS church, and she's only been in the Episcopal church for a couple of years. So even being in a group of people who she wants to understand the Episcopal church a little mm -hmm. more. So even if you're a cradle and been there for 63 years, what you have to say helps her understand what's going on in, in her new home. Um, it's kind of like a friend giving you a directory when you first move into a new house. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, we, we got a big deal coming up here in a month. We're going to have graduation. Uh, and then we start again. And that's why this is a perfect time to be talking about the uh, education for ministry, that we have a graduation and then we have a, a whole new class start where those that maybe are in their second, third, or fourth year. Um, how important is that to have a graduation? How important is that to welcome a new, uh, a new group? I, I guess we could ask John that. I haven't asked you anything in a couple of minutes. <laughs> So I will, well, of our wonderful church in uh, St. Peter's. Tell me, tell me what, what, um, why is that important? Well, graduation wise, uh, it's important. Uh, in one sense, it's the, I've accomplished something. I've, I've graduated from this program. And certainly I felt that and, and the, uh, the folks that I graduated with felt that. It's also great to see other people from other congregations uh, at the uh, graduation ceremony uh, because there's that sense of being connected. Hey, we all went through this together, uh, including the people who have graduated, the alumni. It's also a good introduction to folks who just come and see uh, and attend the graduation to, to see what we're about. So that's a wonderful tool. And I like, I call it new blood. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like the uh, first year folks because I learn a lot from them. And I learn a lot from their background, what they're willing to share their first year with their spiritual autobiography. And then it's great to, to see what's important to them in their spiritual autobiography, let's say by the fourth year. So we grow together. Hmm. It's, it's certainly a, a program of growing. I would also say it's wonderful to see someone who comes in at the first year uh, and not really know what their niche is, what their calling is. But then by listening to others, by studying, by doing their theological reflections, by the fourth year, they know, hey, this is my area. This is my ministry. This is what I want to do. And in my case, I simply reconfirmed what I thought my calling was. I've, I've been in healthcare for all my life until I retired. But I also, uh, part of my job as a mentor uh, is to go about the 
a holy act of listening. Hmm. And I, I also have individuals who might meet up with me afterwards and saying, John, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I can be there as part of the healing process for them. And uh, when we can co uh, commune with each other, uh, regardless of your first, second, third, or fourth year, or, or if you're just uh, the mentor or the co-mentor, uh, that, that sense of community is wonderful, that sense of belonging. So that's my answer. Very well put. Melody, we're going to talk about, we talked about graduation. Let's talk about that first signing up. I know, try to keep these communities small enough that it's not like a giant. I mean, you're not out after a mega group. This is not the time to go get the auditorium and uh, have, uh, you know, a mega church experience, I guess, that you're you're looking for a community that um, will study together, probably pray together at times. There's probably, I know you say you start with a prayer, certainly support. I'm sure that um, as people go through their life journey that there's some things what um you say you can go see your local priest uh and and say you know who is our coordinator well we know now who our coordinator is but, uh, and we and we we just have questions where can a person go to get those questions answered um because we are starting up in a couple of months we are we are so um, to get the questions answered, you can go to the EFM website and okay. that, that has a lot of information there. Uh, it is through the university of the South, but when you Google it, Google EFM university of the South, uh, and that will pull up those pages. Uh, you can find out through other people. I am sure that there are people in everybody's congregation that has had somebody go through EFM. Mm. Uh, I found out that there were people in Cedar City. I had no idea because there, as far as I was aware, there wasn't a program there, but there were people there. And I found that out at the diocese and convention. And I plan to have us be there promoting EFM every year. So come on by whenever mm -hmm. the diocese and convention is, is going on, come and see our booth. Um, the priest you could ask at the diocesan uh, offices. They'll know how to get a hold of me um, or, or any one of us. So that's what I recommend. Those are the sources that I recommend. I, I can see that. And, and it's, it's just something that you start a conversation to then start a four-year conversation. Um, I know uh, you, you say the online meets like Thursday nights, you said, right? Ours is on Monday. Oh, Monday night. Well, there you yeah. go. Well, Monday from six thirty to nine. Okay, that that answers that. So it's 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 not like you're there all day, and no. and, and going through Genesis one chapter at a time. No. Uh, no, you're you're there, and and it is organized study, isn't it? I mean, yes. That that there are you have books behind you uh, that yes. I know because you start with the Hebrew Bible and you do yes. work your way through. Um, and and so it is organized. It is, however, it's individualized. It sounds like too. It's organized. It's yes. individualized. It sounds absolutely an amazing way 
to answer your questions about faith, to answer your questions to grow. And that's that's so important, I think, that we always say, particularly the Episcopal Church is, is a, a church where questions are invited. And it appears that EFM, they're not only invited, they're encouraged, but you get also, it's a way to get answers in a safe environment and in a non-judgmental environment. Uh, before yes. we leave, always can want... I Can I yeah. add one thing? Sorry. Oh, you can add a couple of things. So, a... Yeah, go ahead. So the the biggest part of the, the EFM class is the theological reflection. Mm -hmm. We do do the readings. We do talk about the readings. But the theological reflections is, is where it's at. Um, we have any topic. It can come from tradition, which is scriptures, hymns, sermons, our readings for that week. It comes from culture. So books, movies, TV shows. It comes from personal experience and it comes from our personal position, which is like our soapbox. I believe this thing. And we, as we have the discussion, we talk about all of the, the things that that topic that we've brought, we talk about it through those four sources. And I think about it very much as the Episcopal three-legged stool, mm -hmm. looking at each thing through all of those different perspectives so that we can figure out how to live our religion, how to live thinking theologically and bringing God into our lives as we make decisions or as we, we ponder you know, the, the different aspects, the different things that we're thinking of that particular day. So that is really what strengthens our group. And that's where that respect that I was talking about in each letter, um, represents some, some issue, you know, and I was talking about the ambiguity part, but as we talk about those things in our theological reflections, we don't always agree. We have different opinions and that is where this, this community, this safe community really holds fast, that we listen, that we we can think about, like Steve was talking about, broadening our, our view. You know, I've never been Black in the United States, but somebody else has, and they can tell me their perspective. Mm -hmm. Somebody else might have been divorced, and someone else might not have, but they can understand through their, their eyes. And so this diversity in our culture as we talk about these issues is fascinating and that we can all be friends and love each other afterward is the most amazing thing. It, it really truly is, um, when done right, a community of Christ. So that's that. what I wanted to add. <laughs> you know, just listening to everybody here, I see that community. You're talking as a community and it's very warm, very safe. Steve. I just wanted to add this. Our, our group has, Maybe two years ago, we started doing colics at, based on our TR, our theological reflection, mm -hmm. and the rich prayer that comes out every week from that is just, I think it's just a way we, a great way for us to end and to wrap up our meeting with that colic. And everybody comes together. Some people are just, on every week and some people aren't and some people are real passionate about mm -hmm. that particular topic and so the colics that we have written as a group are just they touch my heart i don't 
that that you know you, you just wow i just thought of the closing of every service and we're called to continue in prayer we're called to go out and serve the lord and and part of that is discussing and bringing the name of the lord to to others and it sounds like exactly what you're doing is taking those final words before the dismissal and um going out into the world and doing that well we're about out of time and i always like to leave the last question for brianna who has carefully been recording all this and putting together the webcast i have the easy task i just sit here and, and ask mm -hmm. questions and have a wonderful conversation and then leave it up to brianna to do the editing and all that so uh what do you have anything you wanted to ask anybody yeah this has been a great conversation thank you all it's been a pleasure to listen to if i just finished listening to this and i was interested in it but not quite ready for a commitment would just looking at the website be enough to give me information or should i try to find someone to talk to about it like Come a to graduation Come to graduation. It is June 10th at St. James in Midvale. And uh, from two o'clock to four o'clock, that would be a great place too. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, okay. Wonderful. It's open to everybody. So please do show up. St. James in Midvale and uh, two o'clock on June 10th. 10th. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a I Saturday. Would also, I would also talk to a uh, um, person who's been through EFM individually. I think everybody that's taking it will really be more specific and really, really uh, let you know what you're you're getting into. <laughs> how much well, it's, it's, it's just so comforting to hear that there is this. Uh, it it just seems like it's designed perfectly for what I'm trying to accomplish. And I know as mentors, I I admire what you've been doing and admired those that have gone through uh to just satisfy and learn so uh thank you so much for the conversation today uh the utah pod capalians where we do look at our unique church and our unique land and what a wonderful and the unique program the education for ministry thanks a lot for listening thank you. you're welcome agape <laughs>